Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Father God, we come to you with nothing. So we need everything from you. So Lord, we come into this place, shower your presence and your spirit here at Saving Grace Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Lord, may everyone in this building, everyone watching, Lord, may they feel the presence of Pentecost come upon them, Lord, that they'll know that they've been in the presence of God. In Jesus' name, amen. It is good to be in the house of God. We are so glad that the Lord is opening up a door here at Saving Grace. And if you don't believe it or not, there's something about Saving Grace that God has already predestinated for something great to take place here. Just the fact I ended up here. I never Google saving grace. I never thought, didn't never know the name saving grace. But when God has a plan, he orchestrates his own thing to happen his own way. And it was just one day we were on, the word got out that I was available on uh, first services and to work with the Florida Conference churches and your pastor immediately I think we put it in the word went out on Thursday he had me here on a Saturday <laughs> and from there I had no inclination it wasn't in my calendar to, for revival but God had already picked out for 2013 in July that there would be a revival at Saving Grace he has something special planned. And when the Holy Ghost start working, you will start seeing evidence of satanic forces try to come against it. Your pastor, who is a great man of God, all this stuff start happening now. And I'm just praying that God would just release healing upon his body. Amen. I'm praying that even as I walk through this thing, you know, the devil's been trying to attack me. But I defy the very essence of his existence because I know the God that I serve is able to take care of me. For the scripture we have, it's coming from Matthew, the sixth chapter. And Matthew, who was a tax collector, wrote these words and it says so therefore take no thought saying this is Jesus speaking what shall we eat if you ever want to be down when I was down in Jamaica as the elder had said it was one thing I had always told them when I come down to preach I, I always asked him and said uh, what will I be eating And the president of the conference there in Kingston said, don't worry about what you're going to eat. I got you covered. And I always found out that we always, if anything, we worry about day after day, three times a day, we usually have on our agenda what I'm going to eat. The first thing you did this morning after you probably got up, you thought what I'm going to eat. You went in your cabinets and Start thinking about, you know, I, I, you, you got so much in there, you didn't know what you was going to pick from. Mm. God has blessed you so much until you don't even know that he blessed you. Amen. But there will come a day that you will have to think about what I'm going to eat. Yeah. See, so conveniently now in God's 
puts this in the word of God because he wanted you to look into your own self to see the things that you think that are so important. God said, one day you're going to ask yourself what I'm going to eat and you're not going to find nothing to eat but depending on God. Amen. He said, uh, what I'm going to drink. Uh, where will, shall we be clothed? A lot of you got up this morning and went into the closet and you had so much stuff. S-T-U-F-F. -F. Uh, stuff in there and stuff you haven't even took the tags off yet. Stuff you got from Sears and Pennies and uh, sales and thrift stores and just, I'm not talking about my wife, stuff. <laughs> shoes and shoes and more shoes and just then you have to go when you got so much and I have seen people say even with all that stuff they say I ain't got nothing to wear <laughs> but there will come a day in, in time when you find you will have to ask that question what I'm going to wear and Jesus went on to speak these words, and he said there in verse 32, he said, for, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. He said, you know, the people around in Hollywood, they're looking for the same thing. You know, the, the world looks for those same things. But it goes on to say, for your heavenly Father knows whatsoever your need is. I don't know how you would say that in Patois. But it said, your, your, your God already knows Amen. every single thing that you need. Yeah. Do, do you know you don't even know all that you need? That's true. Do you, you, you just know to keep going. But you have no inclination all oh, that you really need that, that that's why God try to get you on his 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 radar to let you know that you're not really taking care of yourself but by the grace of God you wouldn't be in existence right now Amen. God gives you that breath you know you don't know what it's like to to feel like you're suffocating my wife has asthma and sometimes she had to take that pump. And when that pump, because sometimes her bronchitis, her lungs are telling her, you know, you don't have enough air coming through. But then she had to reach for that pump. But then I, I've noticed that if, if, if it had not been for God, even that pump wouldn't do anything because God is the one who pumps air and put oxygen and moves through your body and makes things connect all through your your veins and you don't understand that it's God who has the power to keep you moving Amen. learning that he says a lot of things are taking place and God is getting our attention and he goes on to, to say he says the father for after all these things do the Gentiles seek for you having a father knows that you know what you need next verse and it says in verse 33 but seek ye first, who? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Amen. I, I had to go back and dig into that because when he said all these things will be added unto you, I, I, I wondered why so many of our Christian folks are, are, are without so much stuff and I, I've learned that the reason why they are liking so many things and feel like they're wanting so many things because they're not trusting in God to make a way for them Amen. you know when you trust God to make a way for you that that means you have to cut off all your intelligence you know, some people are too smart for God to do something for them Amen. some people got too many degrees some people got too 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 much seniority you know i'm the supervisor i'm i'm, I'm the uh, hnic you'll figure that out 
and, and, and you, got, you got so high that God can't even talk to you because you, you question it. You know, I, I was in a place preaching and, I, and one lady told me she was so spiritual that she said, you know what? I have one thing about Jesus that I have to, that I think he, he you know, that he, he was all right. You know, when you get so, so bigoted, you forget. Sometimes, Ellen White said, you'll start questioning the, 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 the things of Jesus Christ. She said, one thing that he did, you know, he was, everything was okay. But the one thing I, I think he, he could have just not done was go out there and um, he was cooking that fish. She said, he was down by the water and he, he went down and he, he was cooking the fish for the disciples. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, um, what's the thing beyond vegetarian? She said, I'm a vegan. And I, I, I think his diet could have been a little more healthier. Church help us. When you start questioning Jesus. Amen. You know, I, 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 had, to, I, I had to go back and ask. I said, now, does the vegan make you? Holier than thou. Amen. Does being a vegan give you the power to be able to stand up and question the authority of God? Lord Jesus, thank you for my pastor. Amen. Amen. I had to turn over in the book of James. Go with me, James 1. Chapter 1, verse 2, 3, 4. And look what the Lord says. He says, my brethren. See, I know troubles is coming. That's why I'm going to throw this at you. My brethren, count it all joy. Amen. When you fall in various trials. You know, I had to go back and read that, Pastor. Because I, had to I couldn't understand. I said, now, there must be a Greek tweak to this. You know, sometimes you use this words. I can't imagine that every trial and baby I go through some trials when, when the money is funny, that's a trial. <laughs> when, when people on your job get on your nerves, that's a trial. When, 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 when seeing like the situations around your house and the bills get so piled up and you're trying to figure out that's a trial. When it seems like the neighbor's dog keep on barking, that's a trial. When people run in front of you and cut you off, that's a trial because you want to say something that's deep down in you. But you say, Lord, hold my peace. Amen. It's a trial when you go to the doctor and the doctor give you a prognosis and tell you that you got something that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. That's a trial. Amen. And the Bible comes back and says, count it all joy. Amen. I went back and I read it, and the Greek left it just like it was. I tried to get the Greek, and even here, I tried to use some Hebrew and whatever else. I tried to change the language. I said, All these trials, I'm going to give God some praise. Amen. When the last time you gave God some praise for a headache? Amen. When the last time you gave God some, some praise when you couldn't figure out what you was going to do? He said that he, he didn't know where he was going to move to, but he was still giving God some praise. See, something about giving God praise, because while you're trying to figure it out, God already worked it out. Amen. 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 He had going to move down and said the price was too high but his neighbors came out God has already moved on them said you come on moving with me Amen. he may not come when you want him but I know he'll be there on time Amen. he's on time God yes he is Amen. oh I know he is he, he brought me through when I was down and couldn't find my way God made a way out of nowhere that's when I read this book and said, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen. The testing of your faith. See, I found that when church folks go through hell and high water, God is testing your faith. Amen. Your spouse walk out on you. Your children stop talking to you. The social security check won't come in. The visa won't go through. 
Hello, church. Amen. God tests your faith. Not just to be testing it, but to make you stronger. It's your endurance. Amen. You know, some church folks, soon as one problem come through, oh, Lord, I'm going to, I don't know if I can make it. You know, I got this bill here, and my money don't, I don't think I can pay my tithe this month. Amen. Jesus. See, let me tell you how the devil tricks you. He'll, he'll come and tell you. He said, you know what? Now, you made it through July. You made it through June. But you might not make it through July. You, you know, yeah, you, you, you just did get by in June. And, you know, your, 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 your bills, they may not make it. And here you are on July the 6th. And you worrying about, Lord, how I'm going to get through. And my money's already gone. Yes. But don't you know the same God that took you through June? He's a July God too. Amen. Did you forget what he did for you in January? Amen. Do you know you was just as broke in February? Yeah. You know you were just down and out in March? Do you know you had nothing? You was depressed and everything in April and God brought you through? Don't you think he could take you through July? Amen. Amen. He don't cut off on six months. My God is eternal and he can move. But don't get into those frustrations when you find yourself perplexed. God say, don't worry about it. I already got it taken care of. Amen. It goes on to say, but be patient. Amen. I, I did look up that word and it says, stat fast. Amen. The more I preach around Adventist churches, I found out you know, we can eat chocolates and a lot of other stuff. Come to Wednesday night prayer meeting, pay tithes. But we are some impatient people. We want stuff yesterday and if God ain't did it by yesterday, uh, we, we, we are, I, I've seen people mad at God because he didn't go on their time schedule. Lord, you know I needed a man by now. My clock is ticking out. Oh, Jesus. Lord, Lord, what's up with you? Lord, you know I'm getting old in here and I ain't got no savings left. I'm going to live in my old age. And see, we all these complexities come forth and we're impatient. But God said, trust me where you can't trace me. Amen. Amen. The thing about being steadfast unmovable. See, when you get in God's, God's situation, you're going to have some trials. Don't think, see, one thing like people think, they ain't going to have no trials. We want to get around suffering. Baby, there's going to be some suffering up in here. Don't you think, because you're seven Adventists, that you're not going to have some, some down days? But the Bible says, keep on moving. Amen. Keep on trucking. When I was up in J Jamaica, I'm going back to Jamaica since y'all know about Jamaica. I was there in St. Anne. And there's a city named after me called Brown City. Brownstown. And we was, the pastor that was there, I was doing a crusade up and then he was uh, driving through Brownstown. And he was going higher and higher. And I said, Pastor, don't you think you ought to slow down a little bit? Because the road seemed like that was about that long. And he was driving about 100 miles an hour, sliding around. The, he said, hold on, Pastor, just be steady. <laughs> be steady. I had to close my eyes. And, and I said, you go ahead on. I'll close my eyes and pray. Just so if we go over, I'm praying while we're going down. But I'm learning, my brothers and sisters, to be steady. Even though the road gets rough sometimes, your family may get in your way sometimes, but be steady. Hold on and don't let go. Amen. There he says that it's going to be all right. I've learned from that word, patient. Also, a word come out of there is endurance. Amen. Endurance. See, there was Mother Teresa, she had met a senator who came 
and visited her and he asked, he said, how come you, how can you deal with all this, this, this stuff and, and you all these dying children in your hands and you're trying to make it through all these different perplexities. So how, how do you do those kind of things? And it was amazing to him that when the senator was visiting, visiting her and she told him, she said, it's not that I'm trying to finish this thing, but I'm just going to, my God has called me to endure. Amen. You know, so many of us drop out because we give up too soon. Ellen White says the reason sometimes our prayers are not answered is because we stop praying too quick. Amen. We start worrying because God don't do it the way we thought it was going to be done. I didn't, like I told him, Pastor, I didn't know I was going to be down here. I had it not on my, see, when God has it on his schedule, you don't know where you're going to be next week. Amen. But when you are enduring, when you're in the path and you're walking with Jesus and you're talking with him day and night, he will navigate you where he wants you to be. Amen. You know, I will not want to be nowhere where God has not called me to be. Be careful what you want. Be careful who you want. Be, be careful about the accolades you think you got to have. Some people got to be patted on the back every time they do something. When they really should be patted on the gluteus maximus sometimes. You can get, get the uh, biology book, you figure out what gluteus maximus is. Sometimes they need a little more. They need a, a pump once in a while because God couldn't reach some people because of their pride. Because of their, 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 their block all the waves, you know, I have a cell phone that I have, and sometimes I can't get a reception in certain areas. Anybody got a cell phone like that? Maybe I only got the one, the Sprint phone that don't work. <laughs> My little Sprint phone, they told me to change over, but I found everybody got the same problem with those phones. But I've gone in places, I couldn't, I had to go outside to get a reception. Because sometimes those little places I was in, there was no reception coming in. It's the same way with sometimes your spiritual life. Sometimes you get caught up in a little cubicle, your own little cubicle, and you have set up your own standards and seem like nothing that God tried to do, he can't get a way, he can't get a spiritual way through you because you have already clogged him out. Amen. And the more he try to talk to you, it just bounces off because you have put yourself in a place that you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. But let go and let God today. He wants to move in your life. Amen. When I see how endurance come, I saw these little acronyms and I, I wanted to take the first one, E. E stand for me, embrace God's purpose in your situation. That's the first endurance. D, direct your attention to Jesus Christ. No matter what you're going through, there was a man there in Singapore. The story goes that he was a narcotics drug dealer and he got caught and put in jail. And when he was put in jail, what happened was he, he, he was sitting in prison. Thank you, sir. And while he was sitting there, there was there was something that was going on in his mind. He was wondering, you know, I want to get out of here. But in jail, you don't get all the comforts of all that you get at, at home. And he asked them for some, some toilet paper. And they, they was passing in the jail. They, they moved these things around from place to place. And somebody tore out some scripture in the Bible and they passed it down to him. And he got the scripture and something told him, don't use it, but read it. And he, instead of using it, he read it and he found the words in there in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He kept on reading. He found these words and he kept on reading and he found that there was something that was bigger than him and he fell on his knees days later and he said Lord I give you my life and today over in Singapore he's a seven day Adventist pastor Amen. that's from endurance Amen. you 
Use your experience to help others. That's endurance. When your trials, don't waste a storm. You know, anytime you go through something in your life, I don't care how bad it was, but use that as a testimony. Amen. Yes, you may have troubles, you may have ups and downs, but don't let that be something that you lost. Say, the Lord, you keep a diary of what God has done, because you can forget. That's why the children of Israel was going back and forth, because they always forgot what God done for them. Amen. Don't you ever forget that God brought you through. Don't you get ever so bigger that you can think that God had to take care of you. Don't you ever think that it's alright when God had to make a way for you when you had no other way. You need to remember that God was the one who made a way for you. Amen. Amen. They're in ours. They rely on God's power. E, expect God Amen. to bless you. Endurance. Endurance. For Hebrews 10, 36 says, endurance is one of the qualities that God wants to develop in us. If we want to do the work of God, endurance is needed in order to receive God's promises in the end. There was an athlete named John Stephen. He was running for his country. And right before he it was during the Olympics, he had, you know, if you're running and your feet, you spring a muscle, it's hard to run. But he got there and he put a wrapper around his leg and still got in the long run. And he could have got out of it. But he, he said at the end when they walked up to him, they said, why did you put yourself through so much? Why did you, you put a band-aid and even though you came in Four, it was four hours after he made it to the finish line. The last person to come through. So when they asked him why he persisted to the end, he said that his country did not send him thousands of miles to win the race, but to finish the race. A lot of times we are trying to win something. You can't win your salvation. You got to finish it by living the life of God. He said you finish it by being endurance. Yes, I'm going to be burning down, but I'm going to finish this race. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I know God has always made a way. Well, I believe that as he say, don't worry about nothing, I'm, I'm learning not to worry because I'm too blessed to be stressed. Amen. When my wife, we were driving down, when you know, when you live in the right and you being steady, I told my wife there was a cop in the right-hand lane, and I said, honey, you got to be very bold to pass a cop. But she said something that made me think. She said, I'm going, I'm within the law. Amen. I, I'm following the speed limit. So she, she could be bold. You know, when you, when you are living God's life, you ain't got to worry about the aggravations of the devil. When, when you know that you are following the course that God has set out for you, you don't have to worry about those things. You can keep on pressing on, even though fear may try to come your way. But keep on pressing on. Amen. Because the best is yet to come. Well, you say, Pastor, how do you believe that the best is yet to come? When you're having all these trials and looking around, they, I got an email before I got here for a pastor's meeting. Last week, the, the Supreme Court made a decision to overturn the marriage right law that in California they have voted that marriage will be man and woman. And when you see these things happening, Amen. you see these things happening. The court overturned the voters and said, no, we, you can go on and do what you want to. You don't have no limits out there. Spread your wings no matter what you are, man or woman. You just do what you want to do. Marry your man. Woman, you can marry your woman. The devil is ready to attack. Right now here in Florida, 
there are meetings since that the Supreme Court went on and made that decision. They are meeting now. That other group is meeting trying to, to figure out how we're going to get in to get Florida. And other states are trying to come together. You know, the devil is very busy. While you sleep at night, he got things going on. And when that went into motion, they said, we need to come together and pray. Amen. And I said, well, you know what? There, there is something about that that is perplexing. Because I knew when Sodom and Gomorrah was burned down, it was because one of the reasons was when those, those homosexuals was trying to get the angels and had to blind them at the door. And it, it was so corrupt. Do what you want to do. You know, the, the satanic model in the satanic church is do what you want to. Yeah. Just do what you want to. And the laws are coming out. Just, just do what you want to do. The laws are trying to be manipulators. That it's so bad. Not only that law just meant going and marry men and men, but it also meant that you, you cannot discriminate somebody because of they, what they feel that their identity is. If I felt like wearing a dress to my job, you, they couldn't bother me. I can get me some six-inch high heels and come in there with my rough looking self and you have to accept me as I, that, that's, that's the demonic movement. Do it, look the way you want to do. Discredit God's plan and design for man and woman. You will see these things coming and they're coming quickly. And not only is the thing was set up, let me tell you what else it means. That when a young boy decide that he wants to feel like I'm a girl today, he can walk in the girl's bathroom and they can't do nothing about it at school. Y'all don't hear me. Yeah. This stuff is getting out. The devil is moving and if you're not praying, he's shifting things and laughing at us. Amen. So when you see a boy walking in, girl, man walking in the girl's bathroom, you can't, you can't, he wanted, the devil wanted so that you can't say nothing. He wanted so that you can't even speak God's word, the authority of God's word. He is trying to cripple it. So I had to go back to the word of God and say, what's going on? And I looked down and I saw there in Matthew, the 24th chapter and the verse, and this was Jesus was talking to his disciples and he glimpsed, guess what he do? He glimpsed all the way down to 2013. But Matthew, the 24th chapter, verse 3, the disciples asked him a question. What shall be the signs of the, the last days and, and of the end of the world? Here Jesus, there with the disciples looking all the way down to the 21st century of where we are right now. He spoke, verse 4. He said, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Amen. See, that's, that's the first thing you have to remember. In these last days, right here in Hollywood, Satan is out to deceive you. Amen. He, see, he, he knows he knows where you have studied and you have not studied. That's why in the last days, there are going to be some who are going out of the church and some coming in. Y'all don't hear me? Yeah, when, that, when that eviction starts coming through, some will be so unbalanced because they are wavering now. If you're wavering now and, you know, you know well, I watched this movie, you know, yeah, they... I know they're cussing and stuff, and I know it's a little nudity on there, but it's just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, church, oh, y'all don't want yeah. See, he, he deals with the, those advents that like a little bit. Because, you know, if you take a little bit, you take a big bit. Amen. You know, just, just, just watch yourself. When you start, he, he knows when you start getting comfortable. He knows what kind of programs you have on your television. He already knows. All the DVDs you got on your stack up there. Amen. You want to see, see, Satan can't read your mind. 
but he, he watches your plans. Amen. He, see what, he, he looks and see what excites you. Yeah. And, and if you start laughing at sin, oh, they, they, you see all these people doing things on television, and it just, sometimes first you start laughing at it, and then before you know it, you start agreeing with it, and the next thing, you start getting aroused by it. Hello, church. Amen. Amen. And then you start saying, oh, I wish somebody kissed me like that. Or oh, I wish somebody hugged me like that. Yeah. The devil starts moving little things into your mind. And he said, I, 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 I can't get on one part, but I can start moving these little, these little agitations. And if, if I can get you to draw yourself on your own lustful, the Bible said, our sin come from our own lust. And if I can get you into your own lust, I can draw you away from Christ. Even though you still come into church, I can still get that separation. You can be sitting in the presence of God and still separated. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, well, don't, don't get deceived. Go down to verse 10 for me. And, and he says, and then shall many be offended. This is Jesus talking about the, the 2013. He said, it's going to be a lot of people offended. You know, some people get offended when you say you are Seventh-day Adventist. Y'all don't hear me this morning. Amen. They are offended that you, you get up and some of you haven't even told people that you're an Adventist. They see you getting up in the morning every Saturday. They think you're going to a funeral. Because you have never told them, you know, I'm going to church. Amen. So some people on your job. You are scared to even say, to give out some of these cards. Hello, church. Amen. Because I don't want to offend nobody. Hello? Hello? Because, my brothers and sisters, I'd rather offend somebody and keep them out of hell than to sit around and try to wonder, you know, what's politically correct. I'd I, I rather tell somebody about Jesus. Do you know when I've gone down to meetings now, they, 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 they call me and said, you know, Pastor, now we don't mind you praying. This is at the, the different political meetings they have. And I said, but you can't mention the name Jesus because that name is offensive. Even on your job, many of you can't mention the name Jesus. If you're working in a school system, you dare not mention Jesus. Don't you go down certain places and saying, you know, you can say Muhammad, you can say all kind of things, you say Buddha, but don't call the name Jesus. Amen. Jesus instead, he said, there will be many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. There would be a lot of hating going, haters going on. But even through all this, I have learned that even though we are living in treacherous times, the reason why I'm here in Saving Grace, Saving Seventh-day Adventist Church, because God has somebody he has called for salvation. Amen. There is somebody that God, he will change all our schedules to meet that one person somebody that, that's the love of god amen you know that, that, that he may be an alcoholic down the street she may be our ex-prostitute i saw some prostitutes come to the lord they make some of the best saints amen. hello amen some some of those church people that been in church so long they they got too sedity too dignified to be sanctified Oh, Y'all don't hear me this morning. Amen. But I've seen some of them old prostitutes who never knew Jesus, who had been locked up and shut up and beat up and abused and raped. When they found Jesus, they come into church saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I praise you for where you brought me from. Amen. Amen. You don't know why some people shouting. You don't know what they've been through. I've seen some old drug addicts who the parents said they weren't going to make it, who was nothing and nobody's, and they were out dealing, and down the road, God turned their lives around. That's why I say the best is yet to come. When you look at people, don't look at them as they are. I don't want to say God looks at people as he has designed them to be. Amen. 
So when you see an alcoholic, that might be the greatest preacher that God already set aside. Amen. 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 When you see that old robber that you used to know, that, that old thug, you don't know what God has made their life out. The, that's why I say, the Bible said, judge not, that ye may not be judged. Because by what you measure other people by, God going to measure you by. Amen. You know, some people measure people because they walk in with a short skirt. Well, you know that? Look at that girl. That skirt's so high. <laughs> she up is trying to show herself. You, you don't know what... That short skirt, you know, that short skirt may make it in before you do. The Bible says, Jesus said that the prostitutes and the tax collectors will make it in before a lot of y'all do. Amen. Hear me? Amen. That's why I live on God's unchanging hands. Amen. So why is the best yet to come? Even though we're facing all these trials and tribulations, because God got a plan. And it's coming straight from the word. I look down in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. And it said in 1 John chapter 5, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, Amen. he hears us. Amen. Or that, that's why, but yes, the best is yet to come. He said, because he, he, you can ask. He said, even though you feel like you're in bondage, even though circumstances around you are perplexing, but if you come to me in Jesus' name, that's why I just say that I want you to call that name Jesus, because he knows there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's why I call it every day, Jesus, the little of the valley. Jesus, the bright and morning star. Jesus, my all in all. Demons tremble when you call that name. Amen. He said, if we know that he hears us, what, whatsoever ye, we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. God said, I will take care of your needs. Amen. Because the best is yet to come. Amen. John, what do you say over there in John 14, verse 12, the best is yet to come. John spoke to us, said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the work that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. God said, I got some great plans for you. Yeah. I got those souls that you've been praying for. They're going to come through. Amen. The names that you wrote down on that list, but you asked for prayer. God said, you keep on praying for them. Amen. I got some power that's going to manifest, and it can't happen unless you speak it. Do you know you can speak things into existence? Amen. You can, you can speak things into existence. Well, you have to speak with confidence. You have to speak with authority. Zechariah 4, 6. What do you say over there, Lord? Talk to me. He says, then he answered and spoke, spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but, my, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It won't be by nothing else but God's power. It won't be by your money. It won't be by your looks. It's going to be by the power of God that moves through you. Amen. Amen. Talk to me, Isaiah. Isaiah, why is the best yet to come? Over there in Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. And he says, this is why the best is yet to come. He said, when thou passest through, through the waters. I will be with thee. Oh, thank God for his word. Amen. That's why when I pray, I pray God's promises. This is an authority. You can't be praying on your own little rickety rackety talking. Talk to Jesus in his language. And I speak back. I said, Lord, you said when I go through the waters, you will be with me. That's power. Amen. He said, through the rivers. Thou shalt not overflow me. He said he won't, he won't put no more on you that you can bear. Amen. 
Amen. You may feel like you're at the end of the road, but the word of God gives you authority to say, Lord, you said you won't overwhelm me with stuff. He said, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Oh, you're going to go through some hell and high water, my brothers and sisters. He, oh, yeah, you're going to be put through some trials. People are going to push you almost to the breaking point. But he said, when they push you, you just get on your knees and push your way into the throne of God. He said, I got a plan for you already. Amen. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. God said, I'm already giving you something. And I trust God. In closing, I know what it means for the best yet to come. I know what it, what it looks like, Pastor. We was on the phone praying. What was my prayer group that we're praying on Tuesday nights? Amen. Praying. In my situation, I had to wonder. I said, Lord, you, you, you put all these words in my mouth, and I had to speak with authority because I know that saving grace is under the, the plan of God's hands. I knew that there was a directive that God has already set out for this very place. You are on holy grounds. You are in, you are in the midst of God's own plan. This is not Pastor Greg and I plan. This is God's anointed plan. It was just Monday. I was feeling fatigued. And I, I went I went to the doctor, Pastor. And they did a blood test. And on Tuesday of this week, The doctor called me back and he said, listen, Pastor, you need to get to the emergency room immediately. You're walking around with your sugar 600. He said, you are standing on death door. I, I didn't understand the perplexity of it. This was Tuesday. When I called you all on the phone, I was sitting in ICU in a bed with things going through my, my hands. Let me tell you what God is. But God had already told me that this was his plan. I had to go back and say, Lord, you said you will never leave me and you said you will never forsake me. The doctor said, you are almost dead. That's when I realized that God had a plan bigger than mine. They had a a thing around my hand with my name on it. Here I was visiting patients. Now I'm a patient. But when I called the prayer group on our prayer line on Tuesday here at Saving Grace, they had no idea I was calling from an ICU room as a patient. Y'all don't hear me? Amen. They, they told me that your sugar was so high because now you got to take insulin. Y'all don't hear me? Amen. As a diabetic. I wasn't a diabetic. I went not too long, a few months ago, I wasn't. But now the devil's trying to come in and, and try to trap me up. Then he said, you know what? I wouldn't go down there this Sabbath. I said, what you talking about? When God had already pronounced it to be? See, when God pronounced something to be, don't you go around trying to unchange it. Amen. When God has already spoken to your life that the best is yet to come, don't you come to call the devil will tell you the worst is yet to come. See, I know the best is yet to come because I know what God can do. Amen. They're on the pinnacle of death looking at, I didn't know. You know, sometimes God is so good to you, you don't know that he is working things in your life when you don't even know he's working it out. Amen. He was taking care of me when I didn't, wasn't even taking care of myself. Amen. He was watching over me when, when I didn't even know it myself. There in that hospital room, I claimed the promise of Jesus. I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. For you said in Isaiah, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. See, I didn't care if the doctors were with me. I didn't care. You know, the devil said, you know what? Now you can get this sickness and 
You may have to stop working. You may have to lose this. You may not have to, you won't be able to make this and you won't be able to stop. And he, he just ran you. I, I had to speak like Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. And I spoke the word of God. I said, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow me. I said, Satan, you can't drown me here because the best is yet to come. Amen. Yeah, I got my insulin. I'm going to take it today. I can't eat all that good stuff that y'all cook, but I'm going to eat some of it. <laughs> you know, I had to learn to change for just in the last few days, becoming a diabetic. See, the devil's trying to stop this revival. But I know God got something more great. The more he comes at, that's endurance. The more he comes hitting you with one punch, like Muhammad Ali, you may come with another punch, you just keep on punching back in the name of Jesus. Satan, you can't get this because God is in control here. Amen. Try to punch me with sickness. I'll punch him with the faith of God. Amen. Try to punch me with bills. I'll punch him greater as he does in me. He tried to punch me. I said, God said he'll take care of me. He'll never leave me. Keep on punching back in the name of Jesus. You will be victorious. Amen. When you come to the end of the road, no matter how it gets, Second chance revival is not just a second chance for, for them, it's a second chance for me. Amen. To trust God. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm going to keep on fighting. Amen. I'm going to keep on pressing. I'm going to keep on believing. Yeah. I'm going to keep on punching. Amen. I'm going to keep on getting up days I don't feel like getting up. I'm going to keep on moving. When people tell me you can't make it, I'm going to keep on surviving. When they say, you know what you do, this might be too big for you. But when God has spoken it, my brothers and sisters, don't you back down. You stand firm. There's a soul out there waiting with your name on it. There's a soul, sister. There's a person out there that won't make it unless you, you get out of that box. There's a soul out there that's waiting for you to call. Some of you are not calling because you don't want to offend them. But their life is on the line. If the doctor didn't want to offend me on Tuesday by not calling me, so I want to offend Pastor Brown because he got this, his thing, because you may feel, you know, I'm offending him. I'll be dead. There's some people walking around. You know, 600 sugar, that's, that's God's hands. But to be in the, in the trail of losing your soul, that's bigger than anything else. And you know some people that needs to be called. Maybe it's your daughter. Maybe it's your son. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time. And you're watching them going down the road of hell. And you know if Jesus will come today, they'll be lost. And you know you can make a difference in their life. For everyone that you know you could have you could have helped on their salvation, you will be held accountable for. Ellen White said, you're accountable for those souls. When they look at their life and when you look at theirs, no matter what they're going through, no matter how awful it may be, I want you to start looking at them, not as a human look at some people. Don't look at people, that person who may be on the street, uh, that neighbor who's going through all kind of things, that marriage that you know that's bro broken up, that man may be running around. Don't look at them as you are accusing them, but look at them in their sin. And you say, you know that if they try Jesus, no matter what they're going through, the best is yet to come.
not pass me by. Before she sing that next stanza, there may be somebody here. See, I was walking around not knowing that I was that close to death. But God was still walking with me. And some of you, you don't know, you may be walking around with something. But the worst thing you can walk around with is a sin in your life. There's only one antidote for sin, and that's the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You can have everything already taken care of. You can look as good as you want to do, but if you got sin in your life, Satan knows that you are blocked from eternity. I want to give you an opportunity. This may be your last day. It could have been my, you could have been hearing the story come back and you could have heard, you know, Pastor Brown is gone. Life is very fragile. I'm going to open the doors of the church. There might be somebody here that said, I, I'm not a member of this church. But I believe that God has called me to be a part of this family. If that's you, just, just raise your hand where you are. Just raise your hand where you are. If not there, my legs appeal. You said, Lord, I want to rededicate myself. I want to be a part of those prayer groups that's praying for people in this community. I want to rededicate my soul to help others to be saved. You know, there'd be no starless crown in heaven. You got to do something. You said, Lord, I want to be in that number to reach out. If that's you, will you stand with me to rededicate yourself to the Lord to reach out to those who are in need in this community? Amen. Amen. Do that chorus for me. Savior, Savior. This is who you're depending on. who stood. Lord, we know that the best is yet to come. Even in our frailness and the words that Satan seemed to creep up on us, but you have shown us over and over and over again that we can trust you where we cannot trace you. Now, Lord, there are souls that are lingering around us that we are accountable for. Oh, Lord, give us the courage, give us the backbone to stand boldly with you as our guide and our side position, Lord. The right side, the back side, the front side. Be all around us, God. As we move into satanic territory, give us the Holy Spirit. That each one in here will bring one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.